Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Tuesday. It is the 23rd of May. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Iowa's second-largest newspaper operator, Lee Enterprises, is cutting publication days at four papers. The Waterloo Cedar Falls Courier, Mason City Globe Gazette, the Sioux City Journal, and Council Bluffs Daily Nonpareil will publish print editions just three days a week beginning June 20th. The remaining Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday print editions will be larger, similar to what readers have gotten on Sundays. Doug Burns is the former owner of the Carroll Times-Herald. He says printing costs are among the highest expenses a newspaper operator incurs. They've had layoffs and staff cuts, and there's only really one other large expense item to go to, and that's, that's printing. And that's what they're doing. Print revenue makes up 60 percent of Lee's total operating revenue, according to second quarter fiscal year filings. Lee declined to comment on the move. Editorials announcing the change promise more enterprise writing. Wells Fargo continues to cut staff in the Des Moines metro. It's the second round of layoffs in the last couple of months. The Des Moines Register reports Iowa Workforce Development says the banking giant laid off 25 employees last week based at its South Jordan Creek Parkway campus in West Des Moines. The layoffs followed the company's cuts on April 18th when Wells Fargo laid off 78 workers at three downtown Des Moines offices. A company spokesperson did not answer questions about which divisions executives targeted with the latest layoffs. He also declined to say specifically why the company's leaders decided to lay off more workers. In Iowa City, they're considering making buses free to ride. The city transportation department hopes the move will help bring back pre-pandemic ridership. We get the details from IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith. Compared to 2019, ridership on Iowa City's buses is down 26%. To bring those riders back and recruit new ones, city transportation director Darian Nagel-Gam proposes making buses free to ride in hopes to get the city on board. Because our ridership levels are are down like they are across the country, we have extra capacity on our buses. So this is really an ideal time for the city to consider moving to a zero fare platform because there's no additional staff or buses required at this time. Currently, bus fares make up 8% of the department's revenue. Nagel Gam says in order to begin her proposed two-year pilot, they'll need to convince the Metropolitan Planning Organization to adjust the system's funding model. A nonprofit that works to bring locally grown food to people in need is getting more money from the USDA. Giselle Bruskowitz is the director of the Iowa Valley Resource Conservation and Development Program that works with food hubs, food banks, and the Meskwaki Nation. It's going out to underserved communities in a lot of different ways. It's not a one-size-fits-all program. So the food hubs and food banks especially are working with Uh, folks all across the state. She says there are a lot of people in Iowa right now who need food and they work to get high quality produce, meat and other products out to them. Part of the project involves setting up distribution systems so the food is delivered fresh. This latest award is $2.9 million, bringing the total to over $5.6 million for the three-year program. 
This year's 8035 Music Festival will be its 14th and final year at Western Gateway Park in downtown Des Moines. Organizers say a future site for 8035's 15th anniversary will be announced on stage during this year's festival in July. The festival's director says construction that's slated next summer in the park and unsustainable production costs led to the move. And farmers saw enough dry weather last week that planting season is closing in on the end. The USDA crop report shows 95% of the crop for corn is now in the ground. That's nine days ahead of last year and 12 days ahead of the five-year average. Soybean planting moved from 69 to 84% complete in the last week. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion including above and beyond cancer.